You're listening to Captivate and Convert, the weekly podcast created to show you how to attract the people you actually want to work with and get paid to do what only you can do. I'm your host, Christy Sigelski, and each week you can expect legit marketing tips, biz building strategies, and expert advice that'll help you ditch the grind and feel more aligned so you can captivate and convert your audience. If you're ready to grow your business without the struggle, you're in the right place. If you struggle with how and where to show up and connect with your dream clients, and you know you don't have the time or the interest to do all the things to market your business, this episode is for you. My guest on the show today is Lisa Benavides, and she's a business strategist who helps her clients create a bold online presence that attracts their ideal clients. And the thing I love about Lisa is that she's all about creating a visibility strategy that's simple and effective. She's not about being on every single platform, and she's really just about finding what feels good for you. And as a mom of three girls and someone living with an autoimmune disease, everything she does has to be simple and effective. So she knows what she's talking about. So enjoy this one and stay tuned for a couple of goodies that Lisa has for you at the end of the podcast. They're seriously so good. Hi, Lisa. Welcome. Welcome. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Christy. I'm so excited to be here and get to chat with you again. It's been a while. I know. We've been trying to make this happen, it seems like, for for a minute, but you're here. So yay. And I can't wait to dive into today's topic with you because... We're going to talk about creating a simple and effective visibility plan that will help people attract their ideal clients. And, you know, as moms, we're always juggling a lot of things. So I think whatever we can do to simplify our lives is always helpful. (laughs) Yeah. And I think sometimes, you know, being the faces of our brands and just showing up and sharing what we do is a real struggle for a lot of women for all sorts of reasons. So I know the tips you're going to share will really be helpful to a lot of people listening. But before we dive into how we can make the task of visibility easier and more approachable, I would love to hear about you and how, you know, you started helping women build an online presence. Yeah. So I am a mom of three daughters, first of all. So everything in my life and business is simple and effective. It's going to be easy and it's going to get job done. Period. <laughs> So when you come into my world or know me, that is like one thing that I make sure of just because of exactly what you said. There is enough going on in my life. And if I want to do a good job, I got to make it doable. So that is a a key here. I have been in this online industry life for over 18 years. I actually was able to start right out of high school and kind of get mentored up in the event planning space. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. I learned a lot, traveled, and really got to grow up in it. We started planning events for this online coaching industry that opened my eyes. And shortly after that, I also was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, which kind of paused everything I had going on. Although I tried to fight it and keep pushing through and doing everything still, I really was forced to take care of myself. But it allowed me to really like see what I wanted to do and taught me to not do it all, right? So this is where simple and effective really came into my life. I think I didn't coin that term till a few years ago. But obviously, I've transitioned over into this visibility, which events also brings that visibility too. So it 
kind of, it's been in my life for all of these years. But I love what social media especially can do for our businesses and our voice and our message. While it gets a really bad rep sometimes, I like to bring up the good in it and teach people how to be more confident sharing their message because that's what it really comes down to for me. And I became good at it. I see people for who they are and what their true purpose and potential is, and I'm able to help them bring it forward into their message and share it with their ideal audience and make that bigger impact in the world. So I've been doing this line of work more specifically for the last four years, and I love every bit of it. So that kind of makes me curious about whether or not you struggled with visibility at all in the beginning. And if so, you know, what was kind of the turning point where you thought, I need to, I need to figure this out. I need to figure out how to make this work for me in my situation with, you know, three girls and this illness that you're dealing with. So let's be honest. I still struggle with visibility. (laughs) I think we all do sometimes, you know, it's like, it's, it's not easy. No, not at all. And I think what really helps me is to get back to my reason why I started this. And that's that bigger passion purpose and message that I want to share with the world. I have, you know, we all have this calling, right? That's what made us become entrepreneurs because there's something we feel inside that was sparked somewhere and we've got to fuel that fire. And while visibility itself can be very daunting and overwhelming and scary, even for me, like I truly feel that way. And I think sometimes with rheumatoid arthritis, I was trying to hide because my body started changing. I wasn't feeling good all the time. And so that actually fueled that fire even more because how many people are struggling in this world? Every single person is, right? And whether it's bigger or smaller, like that part is irrelevant. The point is that if we are focused on the visibility and like why we're afraid to show up, we're making it all about ourselves versus making it about the people that we get to make an impact in their life, whether it's one person or one million people. We have to show up as our best selves for that reason. And then the other thing is because I teach it, obviously, I, I do need to walk that talk. But I feel like I, I kind of give people permission because I show up unapologetically myself, I might have a mess in the background or a kid screaming somewhere, but I'm still showing up. I'm showing up when I don't feel good sometimes. I mean, a lot of times I won't, but sometimes I do. And the reason is because I know that for somebody watching who wants to hide because of whatever reason, I can be that push, that confidence for them in the moment to say, hey, look, I'm here and you can do it too. So that's what really pushes me past anything that comes up on my fears of being more visible and actually showing up. Yeah. And I love that. I think the more of us that kind of show that, you know, you can, you can do this and it doesn't have to be perfect. And, you know, some days, like you said, you're going to have stuff in the background. Your house isn't going to look perfect when you're on a Zoom call or, you know, you're not going to be feeling amazing. And you can, I mean, you can just own it and say, look, I, today is not my best, but I'm here. You know what I mean? I think the more that we can do that the more that we give other people permission to to just do it perfectly and perfectly. Absolutely. That's it. Now, I know that one of the first things you tackle in your work with clients is really helping them hone in on their messaging, which I think is so important because once you have that figured out, it really makes it, it makes it a heck of a lot easier to create content around that and share it. <laughs> but right. 
Can you just talk about why and how that lays the groundwork for your strategy around visibility? Yeah. So, I mean, our message is it needs to be clear because if it's not, we're going to confuse our audience and ourselves and we're not going to be able to get the traction that we want as fast. Now, I do want to call out something that you shared on Instagram recently about throwing spaghetti at the wall. And I couldn't agree with you more because there is a point where you do have to throw the spaghetti at the wall and figure out or see what sticks. I'm all for that. Like I'm, I'm a spaghetti thrower myself and proud. <laughs> I think that too much spaghetti, maybe because we're not able to go as deep, but until you really, until it clicks, you have to keep trying. And it's a little bit like that with your message. And it comes from your experience and your skill and your passion. And all of these things combined. And sometimes it's really hard for us to bring that message out ourselves. And so what I love to do is see that message in you just by hearing what you're so passionate about. I can help you make it concise, clear, and focused so that the strategy we built after that actually works. And that's why it's so important for that groundwork. It's the foundation of everything that you do. And again, sometimes it's hard for you to articulate it and see it. Even for me, I have to have other people from the outside help me to hone in on that over and over again as I've grown over the years because it's something that's inside of you and you feel it, but you don't always know how to bring it out and say it so well. Yeah, I think that's so true. Sometimes you're just a little too close to it and really trying to put it together in a way that is meaningful for people is is a little tough. I mean, that's why business coaches hire business coaches, right? And copywriters hire other copywriters because you need help sometimes. Exactly. So one of the things that you teach is around identifying what you call client attracting conversations. So what do you mean by that? And how can people go about figuring those out? So I feel like one of the things that happens a lot is that there's this idea of hustling and just going, 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 chasing, chasing, chasing. And again, I am simple and effective. I also include naps in my business plan. So I've been called a strategically lazy CEO in the past and (laughs) I own it. So client attraction conversations to me are conversations that you are starting online, whether it's social media, email, or a podcast like this, where you are inviting people into the conversation. And when, let's back it up a minute, when you have that message down and clear, you're going to be able to attract the right people who want to have that conversation. So it is a little bit of engagement, a little bit of education, but it's really about cultivating who you are so well that you're you're the life of your own party and you're inviting other people to it. Does that Mm. make sense? Yeah, I, I love that way of looking at it. Now, I don't know. I'm a big believer in sort of figuring out what works for you. Like, you know, yes, you have to take a look at where your people are hanging out and consuming content, but using the platforms that you really like to be on and not feeling like you have to do all the things has to factor into that equation in my, in my opinion, you know? So what's your take on that? Like, how do you balance showing your clients how to connect with more of their audience and not forcing them to, you know, show up on every platform or, you know, hey, you got to do reels because reels are the things that are getting the most engagement or whatever it is. A thousand percent to everything you just said. And that's exactly 
why I do this also, because what works for others doesn't always work for me or for you, right? Even bringing this whole idea of being a mom, like what works for me is not going to work for anyone else. So it's so important that while we all have our own expertise and our way of doing things, right? I have my own methods, but it really is about you deciding what's going to work best for you. And if it's not exactly how I teach it, I want to encourage and help you to create your own version of that based on the method that works, if that makes sense. So I use something called a visibility stack. And this is where you have three pieces that you want to start with. It's your main, your support, and your cornerstone platforms that you're going to present yourself on. And if you don't have all of these in place, that's okay too. Right now, I'm actually, I've been on a pause or my podcast for like a year, getting ready to start my new podcast. So that would be considered my my main. So our mains are like that long form, those content platforms, like a podcast, a blog, YouTube channel, somewhere where you are showing up to really educate and teach your audience something in a longer format. And your support is usually going to be somewhere in the social media realm. And you're right. Reels are hot. They work well. If you don't love doing them, don't do them. And you're still <laughs> going to be a-okay. I promise you. I haven't, I've tried a couple of reels, but I have so many in drafts just because I haven't devoted my time to it. And hey, life is going on. Business is going on just fine. And so that's why it's important. And then the cornerstone is an email platform. So like having that email communication, I believe is key for any business. But again, if you haven't started it, that's fine. Part of your visibility stack is to get there, get those three things in place but start with where you're at. Let each one of those platforms help the others to grow. So it's this circular thing that's always going to help you, but you're speaking on each platform just a bit differently because of those, the, the what people want to consume on them. Yeah. Well, that's kind of where throwing spaghetti at the wall kind of comes in, right? Because you can, you can try these different things. And if you don't like it, you don't have to do it. You can do something else. I, I think at the end of the day, if you are forcing yourself to show up on Instagram and you hate showing up on Instagram, you're just not going to do it. So it's not going to be something that you can be consistent with. Yeah. But the energy people feel from you hating that, they are not going to be attracted to it. So you are wasting everyone's time. Definitely. Definitely. If you know an email funnel is the missing piece in your marketing strategy, but hiring a professional copywriter like yours truly isn't in the budget just yet, I have just the thing to help you DIY the entire thing in a weekend. I created the Instant Funnel Bundle to help you craft emails and sales pages that connect, captivate, and convert. See what I did there? So you can start filling your one-on-one and group program spots without providing value in Facebook groups all day and sliding into people's DMs hoping to snag a client. And the Instant Funnel Bundle comes with everything you need to just get it done already. I'm talking a brand voice and messaging guide, a welcome sequence swipe file, four sample nurture emails, promo sequence swipe files, long-form sales page swipes, and a sales page design template. So you literally get 45 pages of swipe files and templates for $77. Now, if you want to go get your hands on it, the link to the sales page is in the show notes. So go check it out. All right. So let's talk about your five-step process to creating 90 days of content in an hour. And I got to tell you, I, I need to hear this because I sit down every Sunday and I create content for only the week ahead. So we're literally talking about 
five posts in an email <laughs> and it takes me way more than an hour. So I got to know the secret. So when I say plan, it isn't the whole writing and scheduling. And I want to be make that really clear. But when you plan it out, it could really take an hour once you have this method down, but it also has a bit of strategy behind it. So I'm glad you asked because we're, we can talk about it. So number one is your visibility step, which is what I just talked about. What platforms are you going to show up on and focus on for the next 90 days and commit to being there? Okay. And you can grow and make it different and better, but you want to make sure you know where you're focusing on. The second piece is knowing what I call a profit plan. So this is like two pieces, but it's really mapping out what you're launching or promoting or focusing on selling for the next 90 days, because that's what you're going to want to talk about. Right. And when it's clear, you're going to know the topics that your audience needs to hear and understand and learn about and feel comfortable with making a next step. That's what's going to help drive your content. So once you know those things, they're a little bit more strategic. You don't have to always do those week by week, right? Because you're going to have it pretty much nailed in for those next 90 days. Sometimes you can do it for a year if you're really getting into the planning of your business, which I love and encourage. And sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. So 90 day increments are my favorite. From there, this is where I like the planning. So what are these topics and subtopics? Now topics, I like to keep to three to five. A lot of people call these content pillars. These are like those main elements that you're going to cover. And then the subtopics under them are more like your titles of that content piece. So if you were to map out three to five topics, let's say you have five and you give each one 10 subtopics. That's actually 50 pieces of content that you could dive deeper into. That's like a year's worth of content, right? And you can usually nail that down if you are the expert in what you do and you know your offers and your messaging. So it doesn't take too much time to map that out. Now, again, 90 day increments are a favorite because it leaves room for flexibility, shifting and things that just come up in life. So that's why I tend to work in 90 days. But sub Topics and subtopics. And then from there, I encourage batching. If you're a week-to-week person, Christy, I love that. I think that works great. For emails, for me, I actually write my next month's email by a certain day for my assistant to schedule. And that works great for me because I already know what I'm promoting and what I want to talk to them about. And I can just map it all out in one session. That's not going to be just an hour probably. I already know what I'm talking about. So it just stress-wise makes it easier for me. I yeah, also don't... not sitting there like, oh my God, what am I going to write today? Exactly. I also plan and batch on separate days because I need that break. That meant, you know, it's like a one planning day and then a batch content day. And then you repurpose. So I'm global repurposing. So these topics, like this content matrix that I call it, where you can really pull out 50 pieces of content in one sitting by doing, you know, the topics and subtopics example that I gave you, one piece of content, it could be a solo podcast episode, a blog post, a YouTube video. Maybe you have a Facebook weekly show that you do. Similar thing. This is, again, your main content where you're going to deep dive into that topic. Maybe you give them three tips, five steps, whatever it is. It's like the good stuff, right? You give it all you got. And then that becomes the content for that week on every other platform. That's the repurposing duty. And then after 90 days, you're going to look at what your next 90 days looks like 
and start with what you have. So what you're doing is building this content vault that you can always pull from based on the topics and launches that you have going on so that you're not always recreating or having to write copy over and over again. It's reusing things that you've already had and tweaking it for whatever is currently important. This is so good. So I love that you're giving yourself a structure, but you're also giving yourself the freedom to be flexible. And also like what comes up for me is one of the reasons that I have not been ever a fan of like literally planning out your specific content for longer than a week ahead is because I want to be aware of like what's happening currently. Like even if my topics don't you know, necessarily have to do with what's going on in the world. There's always some way to like tie a story or something like personally going on into the content topic. And I feel like if you're planning a post for three months from now, it's, it might not be relevant. Right. So I love that there's a structure, but there's flexibility and it gives you sort of the freedom to incorporate like what's really going on at the moment for you. And what you said about repurposing is gold because I think so many people are worried about repeating themselves, but you need to repeat yourself often because people are not seeing everything you're posting. So it's really important that you catch those, the, you know, the ones that missed yesterday's post or last week's post about whatever. And then that like totally takes the pressure off because you're not constantly having to churn out something new. It's like, yeah, you might change the wording a little bit. You might, you know, bring it in with a different story, but essentially you're talking about the same thing. Yeah. And see, that's the funny thing too, is like people think consistency means that you're going to show up on social media every single day. And I disagree with that. Oh, oh yes, 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 yes. Talk about this because okay. I, <laughs> I love when people say that. <laughs> yes. Well, it, it doesn't have to be. It's really about making it work for you. So if consistency means twice a week, Go for it, you know, do that. And the flip side of consistency, though, is in what you just talked about is repurposing the same content and messaging. So we think, oh, no, we have to come up with something new and fresh all the time. But really, when we're consistent with that message, even if people see the same message over and over again, how much more powerful is that in their confidence in us? Because they know that we're not wishy-washy. And we're talking about the same thing today that we were talking about last week and the month before and six months ago. Right. And it makes sense. It makes sense because you're not one day talking about writing emails and then a month later you're talking about, I don't know, running a group program on podcasting. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> right, right, right. So the consistency is twofold. It's not just how often you show up, but it's also the consistency in what you're talking about. And so these topics, content pillars, whatever you want to call them, are going to help you keep in line with what your business focuses on. Yeah, I love that. Have you seen any any of your clients kind of suffer from posting less often on social media? Or have you found that there's sort of like a magic number where, you know, they kind of can post enough and they're feeling like they're, you know, they're out there enough, but it's not overwhelming? You know, I really believe it's different for everyone I usually give people seven days worth of content to post. So that's every day, right? So that that could feel overwhelming. But I also tell them, if you don't want to use all seven days, don't use them. If you want to mix and match them or pull two or three that you like and do those every week, go do that. But the point is, in the beginning, 
just to get into it, right? It's that spaghetti throwing. It's it's getting into a rhythm, figuring out what's working best for you, and also paying attention to what your audience is liking. And that's where that magic number is going to come from. Minimum 90 days. What I don't like is when people try something for a week and say, oh, Lisa, it didn't work. Sorry, you don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, okay, if you want to try something new every week, have fun with that. And let me know when you're ready to dive deep and really commit to this. Because it will take 90 90 minutes, 90 days for not only the algorithm to pick up your habits and routine, but also to start getting you in front of more people who are going to keep coming back. And that's how you actually grow. And you might find that posting every day is hurting you because what happens, especially with Instagram, is their algorithm is always changing, right? And now we have like this version of chronological order coming back. Depending on when you're listening to this podcast episode, that could have already changed, but that's where we're at today. And the thing about it, though, is sometimes your own post could be affected by your next post because you didn't give them enough time to really get traction, let's say. So I, that's why I feel like it is different for everyone. And it, and you might not like this answer, but it really is about giving it a shot, tracking it and reading your analytics and insights and then doing more of what works. Yeah. I think that's brilliant advice. And. You know, you're not going to know until you try something and and also see what you can stick to. Like you said before, it's kind of like it may be ideal to post five days a week. I mean, I'm just making that up. If you're not going to do it, if you're if you're not into it and you're not going to do it that often, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, you got to do what you're going to do. Exactly. You got to find your own magic around it. And that's what's going to help you shine. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Now I know you have a couple of goodies for our audience and they sound really amazing. So. Do you want to tell everybody about those? Yeah. So first up is it's 30 days of Instagram stories prompts, and it could be used for Facebook stories. It could be used for lives. But what I love about Instagram stories is it, I call it a daily conversation with your community. And these prompts are going to help you show up to teach them and engage with them and inspire them every day. There's just, you know, you could repeat them month after month as well. So you're not having to think about things. And again, it's a mix of engagement, of teaching them. And it's going to really kickstart and ignite that community and that conversation to know what to create more of. So that's totally for you. That's fabulous because I know I always struggle with like, what do I post in stories? And I, and I have like a couple of strategic things, but. It's kind of like, I feel like there's no rhyme or reason to what I'm doing. I'm just, oh, whenever I'm walking the dogs today, I feel like posting about that. And I think some of that's fine, but I don't know. Prompts are always helpful, I think. Yeah. And again, take it for what it is and use it for how it works for you. Skip days, mix and match, do it every other day. Like it's 30 days, but it's really just to help you ignite that inspiration. Like you just said, Christy. Yeah. Sounds awesome. And then I also have a profit visibility course that you can have access to if you'd like. And I'm going to give you a code for $50 off. That'll be in the show notes. And this is a course that is going to help kickstart your visibility. It's Profitable Visibility Accelerator. And that's exactly what it is. It might be a lot more than you do right now, but it's supposed to help ignite this system for your business. And again, when I talk about this in the first video, is like, take what you love, leave what you don't and make it your own. 
but here is a system that you can use as a foundation in your business to get more visibility because really that's what is going to kickstart your business growth on the financial side is getting in front of more people, which is all about being visible. Yeah. Now, and I think this, this is really good because you shared with me before we started recording that this course is $97, right? Normal price. And you're giving a $50 off coupon. So $47 is a steal. Yeah. That's amazing. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. We'll make sure to put all of that in the show notes so people can, you know, find the links really easy and get the coupon code. Are you ready for the Christy questions? I think so. No, I am. I'm excited. <laughs> there, I don't think there's anything too scary in there. Okay. This I want to know because I feel like I've heard so many of these stories lately. And I think all of us can kind of relate to feeling, feeling like we're not sure if we can keep doing this. So has there been a moment when you wanted to give up? Like you thought, this is too hard. I'm done. And if so, how did you pull through it? I think you were like in my office yesterday watching me ready to give up on everything, Christy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I think it happens a lot. It's that, you know, that visual that gets circulated on social media of what life as an entrepreneur is like, and it's up and down and spinning and it's all over the place. But what helps me to get back on track? Well, a couple of things. So it's like, first, when I feel what I call the funk coming on, what's this like? I get stuck and I feel funky and I'm like not happy. I know something's off. I pull away. I go for a walk, take a nap, grab a coffee. Sometimes it can happen and I can switch things up in an afternoon. Sometimes it takes me a week and I let it be. Whatever it is that I need to do to just reset myself, I get there. The second thing I do is get creative. So usually, again, when I'm feeling that way, it's because I'm doing these like things, these mundane things over and over or something's not working and I keep trying to make the same thing work, something along those lines. So I just, I feel like, okay, get creative, whether it's in my business or outside of my business, it's just opening my creativity juices so that I feel excited again, because that's what really fuels me, right? And I think all of us as entrepreneurs, like we are creative, we have vision on things. And so... When I get into creativity, it helps to me, it helps me to get back on track. And then the third thing I do is again, I go back to that bigger why. Why am I doing this? Yeah, I could go get a job and, you know, check in, check out and be on my merry way. But I truly, truly believe that I have this higher calling and this purpose that I'm supposed to fulfill through my work. And it it goes back into that whole, like, what is your message and purpose that I want to help grow with you? And that's what brings me back. Okay, Lisa, you had your little cry fest. (laughs) Back to the people that are waiting for you, that love you and need you and want you to help them shine in this world. And that's like my three-step process for getting out of my folks. Yeah, I love it. You can never underestimate a good crying fit. No, no. (laughs) I love just kind of doing something creative too. It's like you kind of, you forget that, you know, you need to, you need to have these moments where you're like filling yourself with something that's just fun and for, and for no reason. And like that, that is enough sometimes to just, you know, re-motivate you or bring you back into the space of like being able to get done because I don't know, it's just like rest, right? Like we, we fight against it so much because it's like we have all these things that we know we should be doing. It really like it just re-energizes you to do something like that, to do something that's just for fun for a few minutes. Absolutely. 
All right, last question. What do you hope to be known for? So I have this little sign on my desk that says the greatest gift you can give someone is the gift of inspiration. And I truly feel like that's what I want to be known for, inspiring you, whoever's listening, to be the best version of themselves and contribute to the bigger impact of the world that we all can only reach when we do it together. And if I can just inspire you to make a decision today, inspire you to try something new that you've been thinking about or wanting to do, that secret goal inside that feels too big, too wild, your family's going to disown you, (laughs) whatever it is, like if I can ignite even just a little bit of fire in you to do something towards that, I will be dying a happy, happy woman. That's beautiful. I love that. Thank you. So Lisa, where can people find you if they want to connect with you and learn more about what you're doing? You can visit my website, lisabenavidez.com. I'm sure it'll be in the show notes. I know my last name is not easy to spell. Christy, you can relate. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And then on Instagram, it's the same name, first and last with an underscore in the middle. I love Instagram. I'm open to you sending me a DM. Let me know that you found me or Christy's podcast. And I'd love to hear from you and connect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. This was really, I got so many good takeaways from this episode and I'm definitely going to get your freebie and your course because I think a little structure in my social media marketing could be helpful. (laughs) Well, thank you for everything today. It was an honor being on your podcast and I adore you as well. So had a lot of fun. Hey, hey, thanks for tuning into the podcast today. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to support the podcast by leaving a five-star review and subscribing and sharing it with your biz besties. Your ratings and reviews help us reach more listeners who want to leave hustle mode behind and grow their businesses with ease. And don't forget to post a screenshot of this episode on your IG stories and tag me at Christy Sigelski so I can repost you. If you want to take the guesswork out of what to say in your emails and how to say it in a way that resonates with the people you actually want to work with, you need to grab my brand new freebie. Now, you've probably heard me say this at least a hundred times, but connection is what leads to conversions and making your subscribers feel seen and heard is the key to making that connection and building the relationship. So I put together a sweet little guide for you that breaks down my connect captivate and convert framework, which teaches you how to become biz besties with your subscribers and gives you the goods on converting them to clients organically. Now, because I know the next logical question is probably what should I write about in my emails? There's a bonus section with a list of newsletter ideas that's going to give you swipeable email content for months. This is honestly the most value-packed freebie I've ever created, and I really can't wait for you to get your hands on it. So if you're ready to write emails that sell without all the bro marketing mayhem, go grab the free guide, How to Write Emails That Sell, plus 20 must-read newsletter ideas at the link in the show notes.